Yo, what is up? Welcome back to the Heat Check Podcast. It is your boy Whoop here. And on this podcast today, going to be flying solo. Just wanted to hop on the pod before tonight's NBA draft at 8 o'clock on ESPN. Just wanted to talk some Blazers basketball. And the first thing I want to talk about is what the Blazers will do at 7. But a lot of rumors, but a lot of rumblings that we will try to trade the 7th pick and get OG Ananobi. Now, I'm I'm all here for it. I'm buying all the OG Ananobi draft stock. I'm here for it, man. Problem is whether or not the Blazers are going to be able to afford OG. I heard some rumors that, you know, the Raptors asking price is at least a top five pick and an asset along with that. And right now we just, you know, we don't have a top five pick, so we wouldn't be able to do that. But all indications are pointing to we can pull this off and we'll be able to get it done. Now we may be a little bit optimistic because we just got Jeremy Grant in a great trade yesterday. Props to, you know, Joe Cronin, a great, great trade. We gave up Jeremy Grant. Only had to give up, you know, a couple of second rounders and a first round pick that was via Milwaukee, which wasn't all that important in the first place. And we were willing to give up major props to Joe Cronin. Franchise team heading in the right, right direction. Joe Cronin, you know, he did more than what Neil O'Shea's done in nine years just yesterday. So everybody's a little bit optimistic, probably very hopeful that we'll be able to pull this seventh pick trade off. I'm really hoping so. And OG Ananobi, 24 years old. We get, we get OG Ananobi, he changes the game for us in a major way defensively. I mean, this guy is one of the best point-attack defenders in the league. Like I said, he's young. He's 24. Um, this, I mean, this, just this past year, these are some of his stats, man. I mean, a, according to B-Ball Index, he was in 97th percentile on real adjusted turnover rate, 92nd percentile on steals per 75 possessions, 84th percentile on deflections for 75 possessions. And this is one of my favorite stats. He was in the 100 percentile, the best percentile you can be for de- defensive position versatility. He can switch one through five. He can do so many things for us. And he's going to make, make a media impact as soon as – if, if we were to get him. This is all hypothetical, spe- hypothetically speaking because we haven't actually you know made the trade and we haven't been able to get OG. This is just hypothetically speaking. If we were to have him – he changed. He would make a major improvement for our team, um, and and I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm really excited. I mean, in the years past, we you know Blazers fans and the Blazers community, we've complained about the lack of defensive, lack lack of defense, especially in the wing department. And he would fill that gap in a major way. Last three years, we've been 28th, 29th, and 30th in defensive efficiency. You know the bottom of the league, bottom feeder, bottom feeder uh, league worst. You know it's been it's been really tough to watch because we have a great offense, we have prolific weapon, a top seventy five player of all time, and Damian Lillard, who's thirty two years old. And by the way, on the Draymond Green show, not too long ago, he said that he's in the he feels like he's in the best shape of his life coming off of surgery. He hasn't been fully healthy healthy since two thousand seventeen. It's gonna be the first time we get to see him healthy in four years or you know four or five years. I'm expecting him to show up in a major way this next season. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I tweeted on Twitter, you know, not too long ago, probably about a month and a half ago, that I think he's going to average around 27, you know, I think 7.8 assists and 4.3 rebounds. I'd have to double check on 46-38 shooting splits or 46-39 shooting splits, which in my opinion would be a great comeback um, off of injury and just a great season. And, and already having Jeremy Grant, who Jeremy Grant is a great interior defender, and him and OG, I think, could really feed off of each other. You know, defensively, we haven't had two-way guys like this in a while. 
you know, you want to talk about Alfred Camino, you want to talk about Mo Harkless, those two guys that we had at the three and the four when we made that run in 2019. They were great defenders, but they weren't putting up the production offensively that, you know, OG and Grant are doing. OG this past year averaged a career high 17.1 points per game, and he can stretch the floor shooting-wise too. 86 percentile in overall perimeter shooting fits exactly in the DNA of what the Blazers do here. Jamie Grant, same thing, 79th percentile in overall perimeter shooting this past year. You know, he had he had to carry the burden and the load of, you know, offensively for the Pistons. And now he gets to come to this Blazers team where, you know, a lot of this pressure is going to be taken off of him. I see his his efficiency going up, you know, field goal percentage-wise. He shot 42 and 43% past two years. I see him getting a lot of easy looks at the basket. He likes to put a lot of pressure on the rim. He was great at getting foul, fouls called and drawing fouls whenever he drives to the rim. 76 percentile on that. I think he's going to feed and play perfectly off of Dame, perfectly off of Anthony Simons and pick and roll situations because both him and OG like to attack closeouts, which will be perfect because Dame loves to kick out to the wings. You know, we've seen with Simons his playmaking ability. So I'm really excited to see how those guys are going to play off of each other. Moving on, second question. If the Blazers get OG, what does their future look like and how will they do next year? Kind of answered it already, going a little bit in more depth about it. You know, the West is going to be very competitive. You'll have Michael Porter Jr., you'll have Jamal Murray coming back, second, third best players on the Nuggets, joining up with Nikola Jokic. Kawhi Leonard should be healthy. The Clippers with that depth, they're going to be scary. you got the Warriors who are going to, you know, Reigning MVP champions, that continuity, you know you know how good they are. They're going to be really tough to get past. You know, the Lakers, they still have LeBron. Who knows what's going to happen there? I'm not saying they're like a contender by any means right now because they have a lot of stuff they have to figure out. But just this West, this West is going to be very, very competitive. And it's going to be it's going to be hard to make it to like a Western Conference Finals or or make it to the title. I mean, I was Going through it and comparing, you know, what our team could be could be potentially this next year with Dame, Simons, Grant, or OG Grant and Nurkic compared to when, when we went to the Western Conference Finals in 2019. And that starting lineup was Dame, CJ, um, Mo Harkless, Aminu, and uh, Ennis Freedom. You know, I like that f- the five we have, you know, coming up this next year if we were to get OG way more than that five in 2019. And that, and that five made it to the Western Conference Finals. Now, there's a lot of context there, a lot of context, you know, very matchup dependent. You know, the West today is extremely competitive, like I was saying. I do not think we will make it to the Western Conference Finals. I do think we can. Big difference there. I think we are ceiling is Western Conference Finals, but I think we will finish around five or six seed. That's what I'm really hoping for. I think, you know, it'll be – It'll be really big for us if we can make it to the five or six seed. Major improvement from, um, you know, this past year with Dane being injured. You know, a lot of room to grow. We'll have OG. We'll have, you know, we'll have um, Anthony Simons, this young duo, a nice core um, to build around. So, I mean, I'm excited for it. And, uh, you know, you just build chemistry and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, Moving on to the third question. What immediate impact will Jeremy Grant have for this team? Like I just said, you know, I read off some of his numbers. He was, or I read off OG's numbers. Reading off Jeremy Grant's numbers, he was 80th percentile in blocks per 75 possessions, 92nd percentile in block rate on contest, 88th percentile rim defensive field goal percentage versus expected, 81st percentile adjusted rim points saved per 75 possessions, 84th percentile in rim protection. Offensively, like I said, shot 79th percentile in overall perimeter shooting. 
you didn't shoot that. He was in the 79th percentile in overall perimeter shooting, excuse me, 90th percentile in off-screen share percentage, 51% what uh he shot 51% off those screens, 79th percentile percentile rim shot creation, and like I said earlier, 76th percentile drive foul drawn rate. So that those numbers right there, he's super efficient. He really fits into the mold of what we're trying to do. His impact is going to be seen, you know, immediately, obviously. Like I was saying, you know, just having him defensively and just the two-way presence he brings, that's exactly what we were missing. So I'm really excited to see to see him thrive and to see him play, you know, with Dame and to see what, you know, them two can be and to see him feed off of OG defensively and then also offensively attacking closeouts, getting to the rim, applying pressure. So it's going to be fun to watch that. Moving on to the fourth question, second to last question. How will Dane perform coming off of surgery next year? I answered it earlier. See him averaging 27, 7.8, 4.3 on 46, 39. Um, I think I said 88 shooting splits, which would be great. I think I think that'll be amazing. Now, he does, I think he has the potential to have an, a year like he had two years ago where he averaged 30 and 8 on 40% from three. You know, he, he can have that type of year because, like he said, he thinks he's in the best shape he's ever been in. He thinks these next three years are going to be the best three years of his career. I'm willing to take that to the bank because what Dane usually says is usually true. He, you know, he's a pretty spot on guy. You know, he says what he means and he means what he said and he means what he says. So, so I'm really excited. I could definitely see Dame having a season like that. I just think Dame, you know, he's not going to have to do as much. We're not going to have to rely on him as heavy um, because we have more options offensively. So I could see his points per game production take a little bit of a dip, but that's only because he's setting up other guys and other guys are, you know, taking the load off a little bit with having Jeremy Grant and with potentially having OG Ananobi. So those are the numbers I see Dame having. But again, I could see him having, you know, a 30 point per game season and just an MVP caliber year. And then the last question to wrap up, you know, this podcast, I want to talk about what am I most excited about for next season? You know, pretty much this whole podcast, I've hinted on it. It's the fact that we're getting two-way guys, um, and it's pretty obvious. With Jeremy, We're getting a two-way guy in Jeremy Grant, and if we don't get OG Ananobi, we're going to draft Shaden Sharp um, if Shaden Sharp is there. And if we get Shaden Sharp, that's going to be absolutely huge for us. So those two things, that that's going to be probably what I'm most excited about is what we're going to do at seven, whether or not we get OG or whether or not we get Shaden. Because if we get Shaden, um, He's an elite, elite offensive player. May have the highest upside offensively out of any player in this draft. Um, he was the number one prospect in, tw- in out of this class just two years ago. He didn't play this past year. That hurt his draft stock. He's now going to fall around the seventh, you know, around that seven range where we're at. If we draft him, that's amazing. I think it's a huge dub because I think he's fallen below where he should actually be expected. Um, so. I mean, I'll take it. It's it, it's going to be great for us if we if we're able to get him. But just back to like him as a player, he's super athletic, able to get to his spots, able to get to the rim. He can score at all three levels. You know, he'll be able to play in the pick and roll. He's six six. He's got size. You know, just the way he moves, his fluidity. It, it's it's amazing to watch. He's he's going to be a natural scorer, and he's going to be able to get to the rim. I'm ready. I'm, I can't wait to see his isolation numbers like in year three or year four. It's going to be it's going to be amazing to see his growth. If we're able to get him, I'm going to be extremely excited. Um, if we get OG, obviously, I'm going to be extremely excited. Not going to be mad at either one. Rather have OG. But but yeah, it's going to it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to the draft tonight and looking forward to see what we do with the seventh pick. Again, I appreciate everybody. Um, 
for the love and support y'all have shown to this podcast and, the, and for Chandler and I. Um, again, you can follow us on Instagram at theheatcheck.podcast. You can listen to us on all seven platforms. You know, the main two that most people listen to us on is Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can check us out there. Um, and again, appreciate all the love and appreciate all of the love and support. And uh, yeah, just enjoy tonight's draft at eight o'clock on ESPN. Peace.